This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Wallace dips inside and hits. Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich. Hello and welcome to the Oppo's View, the show where we get to know a little bit more about our upcoming opponents. This week starts the run of a stupid amount of fixtures, we play 10 games in 32 days, it's literally Saturday, Tuesday from now until the end of February. Uh, This weekend we take an Ipswich Town at home and we'd like to be joined by Martin from Talking Town. And then on Tuesday we have another home fixture as we host Morecambe and here to speak to us about the Shrimps is Tom from Shrimps Online. First of all, Martin, how are you mate, you alright? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm uh, all all good. Um, disappointing result of the weekend, but uh, here who Sheffield Wednesday have a knack for ruining our weekends. But uh, but yeah, um, Tom, same Thanks to you. Time. How are you? Great, thank you. Um, feeling very positive after a uh, good win at the weekend. So good stuff. Well, Being hang hang tight, hang tight, Tom. I'll come to you shortly. I'm just going to be talking to uh, Martin first. Um, Martin, let's start things off by talking about your time in, in League One. It's obviously your, your third season, um, like you didn't need reminding. Uh, first of all, finding it harder than you first thought? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was supposed to be a a League One pit stop, a League One tour, just dropped down for 12 months, you know, visit the the beautiful sites of the Wham Stadiums, um, places like that, and then we'll be back up with the big boys, but with a foundation. Instead, we've come down, we've just got stuck in the mud, literally stuck in the mud. Um, and if I ever see the Wham Stadium again, I think I'll cry. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, I mean, like I say, you have, you have found it tough and five managers since you got relegated, I think I've, uh, I think it was. Um, is that a concern to you as a, as a fan that you've had to, um, you know, chop and change the manager so frequently? Well, 
things weren't working under Paul Lambert. That's that's for sure. Uh, and then you see you had to move on from from him. Then you had the takeover, just a few months into Paul Cook's reign. Question marks remain. Was he the owner's choice? Was he not? We don't know. But either way, uh, and then Kieran McKenna's come in. So three permanent, and then probably two interim as well. So five in total, but three permanent. And the, the last one, Kieran McKenna, hopefully is is the real deal. We certainly started off that way. Yeah, I was about about to ask about him. What what were your first thoughts when when he was announced? Because was it, were it a bit out of the blue? Because it certainly looked like that from the outside looking in. Uh, well, we've been a, a what I'd call a traditionalist club in the sense of the manager does everything; it's all encompassing. Whereas since the takeover and certainly since Mark Hasson's arrived from Bristol City, he's brought in an analytical approach, this dashboard, which is a running gag between town fans now. So a head coach actually it fitted better than a manager because we're at that point. It seems as a football club, which where many have been already, but it, the scouting is done by analytics. It's done by you know data driven. And then you've got a head coach that develops that raw talent or that developing talent into into better prospects for your team or f- or, or for sale. So it wasn't as left third as it perhaps seemed from the outside. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're going to go to a club and do it, why not Man United? You know. Well, ex- exactly. I mean, are you happy with the appointment, or was you happy when he when he was uh, when he was announced? Oh yes. I, well, I was happy because it, it felt like I say it needed to be that route, and uh, it was a coach that. Jose Mourinho wanted to work with, Oli kept on, Ralph Reniak wanted to keep him on. So he's a coach that came with a lot of people that you would call a lot of credibility in the game, liked and wanted around them um, and, and promoted in some instances. I think Jose promoted him. So Jose Mourinho is one of, one of, one of if not was one of the best managers in the world. He's a Sir Bobby Robson uh pupil. And of course, Sir Bobby Ipswich. So, you know, you, you follow that that line of coaching down that coaching yeah. tree as a town fan. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It, it comes, it, it could come full circle. And if it works, Sir Bobby taught Mourinho, Mourinho taught McKenna. It's all, you know, yeah, it's all stars aligning as football fans go, you know, lucky underpants and lucky socks and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, just, just going back a touch, obviously Paul Cook was your manager at the start of the season. Now he was heavily linked with, uh, with the job at Sheffield Wednesday and by all accounts had interviews and, and, and talks with, uh, our chairman and, and whatnot. I, I've, I, did we dodge a bullet somewhat? Uh, no, I, I, I think Paul Cook. He certainly was a good manager before he arrived at Portman Road, and he will be a good manager somewhere else. He, it, for whatever reason, I'm sure as a Wednesday fan, you probably know this as as better than anybody else. A, a good manager and your club are not always a great fit for whatever reason. It could be, it could be whatever. There's a whole host of reasons. They go on to be successes and you it's like players and you think, well, why the heck couldn't they have done that with us? It just it just sometimes doesn't click. And this was the case with Paul Cook. And and then we had, like I say, Ashton come in with the data and it just just never seemed a fit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas McKenna seems to fit. Just seems right. That natural gut instinct. Totally. You know better than I do. You you've you've had a host of managers at Wednesday, let's be honest. Yeah. you must have had that gut instinct tell you what's right and what's wrong yeah of course I mean yeah Jos Lukai was a bit of a disaster Gary Monk set off all right but he was also um you know a problem Tony Pulis we'll, we'll just we'll just gloss over that one that was just a bit of a, an anomaly uh but yeah yeah I know, I know exactly what you when, when you look at both clubs Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich is a lot of similarities in terms of um well we shouldn't be here for a start let's be honest pal like <laughs> you know this should be a Premier League if not a top 
for the table championship fixture. It's not no right being England's third tier. That's yeah, exactly. it's like it's like, like Morecambe. Absolutely, absolutely. We can. <laughs> do you know what Morecambe? Fair play to them. Fair play to them. But they've took and taken points off us. I can't wait to smash them when we see them again. I really can't. Well, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll obviously get onto that later. But yeah, they're, they're, they're beaters at their place as well. So uh, yeah, we've, we we need to get some some revenge on them. I mean, um, obviously, you know, you, you made what felt like about forty seven signings in the in the summer. Nineteen, I think it is, was to be to be exact. Um, was it, it had a bit of a sense of kind of throw shit at the wall and, and somewhere it'll stick. Um, I mean, have you been happy with the, with the, with the summer um, signings? Um, I mean, what one, well, it's actually, you know, news has broke today, Sam Morse. I mean, he's that aside from the, you know, the FA um, allegation and, and, and what have you, um, it's been a great addition, hasn't it, to be fair? Oh, yeah, top right. Yeah, love him. Absolutely love Sam Morse. Work rate, desire, hunger. You know, he was called a shit house at the weekend by Ankur and Stanley's chairman. And as I said to Andy, oh, yeah, but Andy, he's our shit house, and we love him for being it. Um, it ridiculous this FA charge, but we'll sure we'll get onto that later. Yeah, I mean, another another person I've picked out, Connor Chaplin. He he was another summer edition. How, how's he fared? Yeah, it, when he's played, he's done he's done really well. He started Saturday. Scored, looks looks sharp, but but these are the type of players you, you, you say. Connor Chaplin coming down from the championship, Sam Morsey coming down from the championship. How did we rate the summers? It was exciting times, you know. When when we're a club that under under the previous regime had no money or little money, and we classed Luke Varney as a marquee summer signing. Some summers it seemed so to have players like Connor Chaplin come down, uh, you know. Sonny Aluko, who would have been a marquee under the previous regime, being a sort of an afterthought at times, he's also burst onto the scene. It's, it was really, really exciting. I had us I I up already, really. I thought we'd be promoted by Christmas and the rest of the season could just be, you know, bleeding in youngsters. But, um, well, I mean, I joke, of course, but we did think it would be a good, a good campaign. It just had that air of a... 17, 18 year old at a party, you know, when they, they get served at the bar and they're buying like 18 Jaegers in one go just because they've just been served and then you just down them all at once because you've got no experience of having a night out. It's what it seemed like at times. We just thought, well, you're available, bang, where have you? You're av- well, you're available, where have you as well? Like we've got four number 10s. Like, yeah, I mean, what one of your number 10s, Macaulay Bond, I mean, he was on fire at the early part of the season. Seems to, yeah. have, seems to have struggled with goals recently, but. Um... Yeah, he seemed to be scoring every every mm-hmm. week at the start of the season. Yeah, he, he was on his his work rate is is exemplary. Uh, that that's one of his key features, not just the goals, but yeah, he has cooled down a little bit, which you know, might have done us a bit of favour, really, because at one point we were talking millions to sign him. Now it's coming down. You know, it's it's, it's evening out. It might be it might, it might be good for us in the long run. A bit more manageable. Yeah, I mean, what one player, another player I picked out. I mean, he. He wasn't a summer signing, but James Norwood, he's really um, the goals that Macaulay uh, Bonds kind of missing. Mm. He's kind of filled in that that void. I mean, what four in his last five? I think it is. Or did he, did he score at the weekend? He did not. No, he no. started on. He's he started at the weekend. Um, started on the bench, came on, didn't didn't score, but he has been on fire. Now I've not been James Norwood's biggest fan because in my book, that your best ability is availability. And he's never really available because he's got hamstrings made of cheese. They're literally like cheese strings. They just thing. They're gone. Um, and he spends more time on the sidelines. But he's come back and he's proved me wrong. He shut me up. He scored goals. He looks fitter, looks hungrier, works harder. Everything you want as a fan, he's giving to you and more. And as a fan, you can't help but say, 
I love it. And if you didn't like it before, you think, hey, hands up, fair play to you, mate. You know, you're doing the business. Yeah. But if you'd asked me this question six months ago, I'd have said, nah, you know, Sack in the off. bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, now I just want to move on to the obviously the, the reverse fixture. It ended one one one. We um, we battered you, mate. We we, we literally you. dominated the game, and then we somehow we we couldn't find a way to score until the eighty eighth minute was it or whatever ridiculous. Well, we 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 gifted you a goal at the end in comical fashion, which I'm sure that was the who's behind your goal, wasn't it? That was yeah, yeah. one, Tom. Yes, um, near the be there, Tom. It literally, it's one of those moments <laughs> where you think, "What? On? I'm never going to see that again in a million years." Yeah. That couldn't have happened at Hillsborough, right? It couldn't have happened, right? Because the fans would have shouted it. Well, library, library, library. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It was. I mean, I, I was watching it, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe what I were what I was seeing. Um, I mean, how was that game from your perspective? You've already mentioned there that we, you, you thought we you battered us for for, for most of the game. Uh, was it a frustrating game for you? Yes, yes it was. I, I felt, and this is this is all from memory now, so it might be completely wrong. But I felt we played really well. One of our best performances of, of the season uh, at that point, and even now, still looking back, we played. Like I say, really well. I thought we controlled the game. Should have been one or definitely one or two up by the time you scored. But you got that goal, and that was always a symptom of our issues. And it still, still really is, I, I guess. Uh, so, the, so the equaliser was just. You know, it was, it was, it wasn't like oh, you've not been in the game at all, and then you've been gifted the equaliser. But it was a gift. It felt and- like to me, it was a game where neither side kind of wanted to win. I know we got the goal, but. You know, there was a lot. You know, I can just remember every cross went out for a goal kick. It was, you know, the, the... Well, we're starting from a low bar, but it, by this point of the season, yeah, we've played Morecambe and, and not got anything. We should have, you know, we played Cheltenham and not got anything. Played Burton and not got anything. I mean, we've got a point, like a point from Morecambe, but no disrespect to Morecambe, it, it just happens as Morecambe, you know, <laughs> and everyone's accumulated. It's only going to go one way, but we hadn't got anything. So at this point, the bar the bar was low. So maybe I'm looking at it from a, a low point of view and thinking, yeah, we played really well. We, we, and maybe we didn't play yeah, as I well. Yeah, I mean, you were, you were, you were 17th. Yeah, you were 17th. We were fifth. Uh, we were <laughs> we were slowly sliding down the league after, after a good start. I think you just beaten Lincoln, I think it was. So you were kind of yes. on, the, on the ascendancy a little bit. And um, and yeah, I think um, I think a draw was probably the fair result on, on reflection. Um, oh, like Millie, I, said, I think so, I mean, yeah. Dennis Adenaran scored a... It's a goal that kind of everyone's kind of forgotten about because obviously that game is totally overshadowed by what happened. A He's lot, behind you a lot later on. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe you've got it on. I don't know what stand oh, it was behind, but I can't. North believe... stand. <laughs> yeah, you need to take that down, mate. It's okay. uh... tin pot, mate. It's absolutely tin pot. Literally, you walk from one end to the other. You've got Herman Horridison jumping in the crowd. Um, having scored against Bradford in the Premier League live on Sky. You've got the playoff semi-final when the Jilton scored a hat-trick against Bolton. You've got the playoff final. You've got Robson's Euros, Robson's FA, and then right at the end, McCauley Bond is behind you. It's like, what, <laughs> what on earth? Yeah, what gonna, on earth? I'm it's not like it was a playoff final. It was a playoff final. I could get behind what? it. Yeah, exactly. Or if it was against you, you know, of Norwich or someone like that, then fair enough. But you didn't even win the game either, so... Uh, no! I mean, That's just... like... What's on it? Uh, they, they had one extra pillow they couldn't feel, obviously. I'm glad you're on board with uh, with that one, Martin. Oh, we all are. We all are. We all shake our heads. It's just what on earth. Now, what what's your recent form been like in in recent games, Martin? Uh, well, we've got three wins in four under McKenna. He's he, we've beaten Wickham. Uh, we've beaten dominating completely, absolutely destroyed Gillingham. Cost Evans his job. Got beat by Bolton, who have proved to be a really 
tricky side for us mm. over the years, but particularly this year, Alpha Lion has been a thorn in our backside. And then we've just beaten uh, Accurate and Stanley. Who are they? Exactly. But um, who knows, really? I mean, we, we look, we look, we're so inconsistent. So really, as Wednesday fans, look at our result tomorrow night. If it's a win, be happy, because that's normally backed up by a really poor performance. If it's a draw or a defeat, be concerned, because that's normally backed up by a win. So the, the we're tit- that inconsistent. The title of our, our podcast uh, the other day was um, Consistently Inconsistent. So I think that um, yeah, like we said earlier, there's a lot of similarities between between the two, and yeah, we we feel like we can't um, string two wins together. I don't. I think we've done it once since since the opening three or four games of the season. So uh, so yeah, we, we you know we had a good win against Plymouth and backed that up with a, a defeat to Oxford. So so yeah, I think, we're, I think we're in the in the same boat. Now I just want to move on to like expectations now. I think you know you've already touched on it. Your expectations at the start of the season, you thought, after all the signings, you thought you're gonna, you know, a bit like us HMS Pistol League. But uh, what are the what are your expectations like now compared to what they were at the start of the season? Well, the expect wow, that's a good question. It's a great question. It's sort of split among the fans. To be fair, some are still saying playoffs are there, they're achievable. Some are saying it's not. It's just simply about getting Kieran McKenna feet under the table getting rooted at the football club and, and building for a, a stronger year next year myself this league is so bad that you can win one lose one and still be within contention or win one lose two or win one draw one whatever it might be that everyone else is the same yeah. you know so you 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 will always be crazed as a fan because you think like us, like us for example how are we even still in a shout for a playoff run if it is possible we've been a poor poor season we should be miles cut adrift but you know from the playoffs that is but we're not we're still there and one win tomorrow night and the results go our way you're looking at five points which is absolutely nothing yeah i mean all the the results kind of went our way at the the weekend but obviously we failed to fail to get that win obviously oxford went six points clear uh clear of us um but we've got a game in hand and win that game in hand, it's back to three. So it's uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's game on again. Obviously, you know, it seems like at the moment all the teams we're playing are all the teams that are that are you know there and, are, and around us, like like yourself. I mean, in terms of um, like formation and style of play, has, has McKenna come in and stamped his own style of play on the team, or you've kind of carried on how you've how you've started? No, certainly. I mean, just to jump out for the last point, I think the biggest objective is probably consistency. Build that into the team. Uh, and see where you go from there. But getting the consistency correct would probably be the what I would class as the objective. For for formation, it's quite fluid, to be fair. I mean, during the game Saturday, we started what I could I perceive to be a 4-2-3-1. Accurate and changed in-game, we changed in-game. Very he's very astute with the cat and mouse in-game tactic. And he likes to play a controlling passing game. You know, he likes to get it on the floor, use the width. Um, it's a really interesting way of playing in the sense of where his forwards play. James Norwood, for example, our now striker has been deployed as an inside left over the last couple of weeks when he's, when he's played. Uh, does that so raise eyebrows as a fan thinking, wait a minute, where's he playing? Well, it, it does, but it does in the sense of from the point, from, from the viewpoint for me, particularly as someone who, you know, has been critical of James Norwood, as I said earlier, because of availability to see him doing that role, with a good attitude, working hard, really putting himself on the line for the team for the greater good. Again, that plays into that. Okay, hands up. You, you know, you're coming back in. You're proving me absolutely, you know, to be a clown. 
I love it. Keep it going. Because as fans, when you write when you write players off, you do want to be proved wrong. You don't write them off thinking, oh, he's terrible, and I hope he stays terrible for the rest of my fa- my fandom or the rest of my life or whatever. It, it, you want him to to do what he's done here. So, yeah, it does raise eyebrows, but it's good eyebrows. You know, it's really okay. This is interesting. This is this is new. This is not what we're used to as town fans. Let's see where it goes. I mean, one one criticism that we've had of Darren Moore, uh, especially in the early part of the season, is that he, he seems to kind of worry about the opposition too much and kind of set up to combat the opposition more more so than than play into our strengths. Is that something that McKenna does, or is it a bit of a case of we'll play our game and you just do whatever you need to do, kind of thing? Yeah, he treats every team on its own merits. So the way we played against Gillingham was completely different to Bolton, to Wickham, to yeah. Stanley. You know, he'll, he'll, it's all like, like Ashton's dashboard in terms of player recruitment being analytical driven, which seems from the outside, McKenna and his team are very into their analytics. We will have drilled into what Wednesday do, what they don't, what they can, what they can't, how teams have undone them, how teams have tried to undo them and it hasn't worked for whatever reason. And going with a game plan that's individual. You know they'll bring some of the elements from Saturday or, or tomorrow night into it, because you'd be you'd be foolish not to say, well, you know we're playing really well this way. Let's not let's abandon it. But he'll bring a lot of new traits into into the lineup, potentially you know personnel formation. So he'll treat every team on its own merit, which is interesting again. You know because most teams, as you said earlier in the piece, stamp their own authority, authority, say what they are, and ask you to change. Where I, he seems very very flexible, which of course catches opposition team out because they, they expect you to turn up with a three five two and you play a four two three one or, or whatever. It's it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, of course. Now obviously we're in we're still in the January transfer window. Um have you made any new additions in this window or are they, are they on the horizon that are perhaps going to come in before uh, Saturday's game? Yeah we've we're, we're trying to probably after as you as you can imagine after 19 signings in the summer trying to offload a couple of players um funnily enough a couple of players we brought in in, in the summer we're trying to offload now on loan but we've brought in Tyreek Backinson from Bristol City well known to dash up to Ashton um he's in the central midfield he he came on on Saturday Evans got injured in the warm up Tom Carroll who's a substitute came on obviously started the game so Backinson he wasn't in the squad I don't even think he had boots if the rumour I heard was right had to borrow a pair of boots from Luke Wolfenden if, I, if I'm right in here in that whisper um, and came on and looked really good really good but uh, yeah that's the only addition and I think oh and Christian Wharton sorry he converted his loan to a permanent for a, a nominal fee which is just tremendous business really for a 26 year old goalkeeper I don't think Backinson will play for Bristol City again after Pearson's work. Oh, what are you nice about him? I mean, definitely a Christmas card list, I would have thought. <laughs> I've not uh, I've not heard that after... Uh, oh, after look it up. It's up brilliant. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Doesn't mince his words, does he? He's not bothered, but he's clearly bothered. <laughs> not bothered. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll dig that one out and put it in the uh, in the show notes. Oh, do, because he's one, he's one step away from Vicky Pollard. Am I bothered, though? Look at my face. Am I bothered? He's one step away, believe me. Cool, eh? Um, Any injury concerns ahead of this weekend? I know, obviously, Sam Morsi looks like he's going to be banned for for three games and uh, he'll probably miss uh, Saturday's game. But is there any any injuries? Touchwood at the moment, no. Um, you know, we have to come through, obviously, tomorrow night. Unscathed for that to be to still be the case. But currently, it's just Sam Morsi with this FA uh, inquiry. 
have, sort of hanging over or don't know what we want to know what to call it. It was an incident that happened on Saturday. Referee didn't see it, so it's it was it's retrospective action, I guess. So who knows what's happening there? Probably three game ban, but no, it's just playing football, lads. Get on with it. Yeah. Uh, now, um, just well, I, I forgot to mention someone, and I'll get, probably get pelters for it. Uh, Matt Penny, obviously former former Owl. How's he been getting on at Ipswich? Because he didn't seem to didn't seem to work for him at Hillsborough. I've got I've got to say. I think from from the outside looking at, it, I think he seems a really good lad, great character. You know, he seems a, a good guy to have around the building. When he speaks, he speaks well. But would you mind if I left him at Hillsborough on Saturday? Would you mind if if I just drove uh, off the bus? You know, and we 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 didn't put him back on it. Uh, not really, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I know we did, I know I know we needed it. You know, left-sided centre half, but I don't think he can quite play that. Play that well, he position. can't defend, which is a big issue for a, <laughs> for a defender. Yeah, it's it's a classic modern fullback. Can't defend. Gets forward, yeah. But it's great. He can put a ball in the box, absolutely. But um, ask him to defend. Well, we we've shipped eleven goals in four games, so we need defenders. Thank thank you very much. So no, you can yeah. you can you can take him with you. Fun. To be fair, what you said in the summer is still true about Matt Penny. Great going forward, great left peg, can deliver a ball, but his defending is, well, it's not there at all. Not which yet. is a fullback in my book. I'm still, old, you know, I was, I'm Tony Adams, Roy Keane, Paul Ince, school of it, you know, school of football. You've got to you go to the basics defend. right first. You've you? got to defend first, lad. You've got to earn the right to get forward over the halfway line in my book, but not anymore, not modern football, you know, it's all... <laughs> Right, now, um, before we let you go, Martin, um, I, I need to nail you down to a score prediction. What's um, Obviously, you're coming, to, you're coming to Hillsborough this time. Is a draw going to be enough? Can you see yourself winning? This is a fixture that really means a lot to me. It really means a lot. I've got a brother who's a Wednesday fan. So, so, I mean, literally, this is, this is on par with Norwich for me. Do you know what I mean? Like Every time I play Wednesday, I want to literally smash him just because he, he supports him. And it's bragging rights at the dinner table. It's all that sort of jazz. Um, and every time we we turn up, we just don't deliver. And it's just, again, another letdown in, in the life of being a town fan. So I want to win and I want to win good. Do but it's probably going to be, a, no, no, it's probably going to be a level. <laughs> no, 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 it's down. They, they let me down in every big game. And I class it Wednesday as a big, big game because it's, it's it, not only is it because it's Wednesday, but it's you know, same. My brother supports them and, if you've got siblings and they spot other teams, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You, you know, you want to win. Are you bringing a fair few on Saturday? Oh yeah, we've got like a two, two, three hundred tickets left, so nearly sold out the away end. We always travel well, always. Uh, we've requested more tickets from MK Dons, requested more tickets from AFC Wimbledon, got them, but they couldn't give any more. So we we do travel in in good numbers for a team that's not done anything. Best part. Of 20 years good stuff you still didn't give me a score prediction by the way I've written down 3-1 I've written down three. Bold, I don't know bold. why I've written down 3-1 but I'm the sort of guy that if I write down six numbers I play them in the lottery so let's go for it 3-1 <laughs> fantastic Martin um, where can we where can we find you listen to you watch you and what have you uh, well we're a platform called Talking Town we do shows near enough every every day focusing on Ipswich Town as you can see from this this sort of last half an hour it's just banter central we take nothing seriously um, if you talk about expected goals don't turn up that's, that's pretty much it good stuff so yeah just search for Talking Town on uh, on YouTube and guessing Talking Town on, on all your socials as well yeah I'm at HDR Martin that's me personally if you like my jibber jabber but that Talking Town is where you can find 
the, the, the good people of the platform. <laughs> Great stuff. Cheers, Martin. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us and uh, and all the all the best for the rest of the season. Uh, I say every every week, but uh, hopefully we beat you on Saturday. Yeah, well, good luck for every day apart from Saturday. And, and Tom, I'll see you in a couple of weeks when we come and get through. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Yes, we will. <laughs> we will, Tom. We will. You enjoy those Jaeger bombs. <laughs> oh, oh, they, they loved them in the summer, believe me. They were all over. <laughs> that hell was like, oh, great. You got any cast off? Send them our way. We could do with a centre half. It's more come on the way to Sheffield because if it is, I'll drop Matt Penny off. Uh, we, can, we can make a detour. We can make a detour. Don't we'll worry. pass on him. We'll pass on him by the sound of it. <laughs> Great stuff. Cheers, Martin. Thank you very much. Missing out. Cheers, boy. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. <laughs> Tom, now I'll uh, I'll come to you. Um, first of all, good luck with the wedding this weekend. Uh, I hope that goes uh, all okay for you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does, does, it's, it's come around actually. Thank you. Good stuff. Uh, secondly, um, a Morecambe fan in Peru. I mean, a Manchester United fan or an Arsenal fan, I can kind of get that. But a Morecambe fan? Global, a global following. It's just <laughs> expanding. Um, we just found out that uh, following the latest signing uh, this week of um, uh, uh fame, that we now got a, a Malaysian fan base, it seems. So, uh, yeah, it's it's growing, mate. It's what's what's the football like uh, out there in Peru? For everyone listening, um, you know Tom resides in Peru, but you obviously you know from from Morecambe. That's why you support Morecambe in it. Up north, up north. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been here five years, and um, it's a bit of a mixed patch, really. Um, when you go to the games, one of the issues is the pitches are so bad and so dry. Um, it's really hard to gauge where Peruvian league football would fit into. Like an EFL pyramid, if we were to put it there, I, I, gen, I genuinely don't know. Um, that being said, I, I enjoy going to any of football. So, um, yeah, it's it's good to go and watch to get some live games. But I think I'd still rather watch I follow and watch like <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday versus Ipswich, for example, if I've got a bit of spare time. Yeah. Um, is the reality? Yeah. I mean, I, I just envisage envisage them being lots of statues in Alberto Solano everywhere. Is is that not the case? <laughs> not quite, not quite. I'll tell you what, though, like they are um very proud nation. Like everyone has got their uh, fake uh, Peru national shirt. And like when they made the Russia in 2018, like, they had the second biggest following over in Russia. Like nice. people were selling houses and cars to get over there. Like Russia had the first, the biggest fan base. I think in the, the, the warm-up to the World Cup, I think they had like 30,000 went to Sweden or Switzerland or something Christ. like that. They're, they're just really passionate. I think they've not been to the World Cup in 36 years. So 
whenever there's a national game it, it's not it's it not something so. yeah right well let's get on to uh more pressing matters and and, and morecambe and get into the questions um so you know you were promoted last season obviously this is the first time that you've played in 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 league one as a club i mean when did you start following morecambe and, and did you ever think that that you'd ever been like the third tier of english football yeah um i was uh, a glory hunter back in 1995 when uh, we were in our promotion winning season going from the unibon back to the voxel conference so i jumped on the bandwagon 26 years ago and um i could not believe it when we got promoted last year to league one it just survived for league two would have been fine yeah. and then all of a sudden uh, the season just got better and better and now we're playing teams like Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich so still has that pinch yourself moment for me yeah I mean how have you found life in in League One I mean from the from the looking at the results it just looks like you've not been able to to get a run together you know like you've not been able to string consecutive wins in the league um I think you had two wins and a draw you know sandwiched in between uh in between the two like earlier on in the season but apart from that it's been very very stop start would you would you agree with that that's fair that's fair I think um you know, one thing to bear in mind is uh, you were talking to Martin about like a, a, a squad um, refresh, getting uh, more of the players in at Ipswich, but we were the same. We, we ha- we've we had more change than any other team in League One. Um, we had uh, 17 brand new players signed up. We had three contracted players going into a new season in a new division with a new manager. So, Having been promoted as well. It weren't like you got relegated. Exactly. So... Um, a massive amount of slack needs to be given to where we are. And, um, you know, when you compare to uh, Michael Duff at Cheltenham, Mark Bonner at Cambridge, um, Everett at Bolton, they they kept a chunk of their side, whereas we were with a new manager implementing his new ways with three contracted players. So it was always going to take time. And on top of that, because we came up through the playoffs, we were a few weeks behind everyone else. Plus the fact we our uh, our wage budget is, is is small, so it's it's not um, there's a lot of headwinds to overcome. So the fact is we're still in with a shout of survival, which I think massive credit to the the job that Stephen Robinson is doing. Um, it, it can't be underrated how difficult the challenge has been and is. I mean, you know, no, no, like disrespect or whatever, but as a Morecambe fan and, and other fans as well, you're just kind of riding a crest of a wave at the moment, like, you know, that every game is just, you know, you're thinking, we're in League One, guys, Do you know, is, is that what it's like? Or, or are, you, are you wanting to kind of cement yourself as a as a League One club? I know that is obviously the aim, like, you know, nobody ever thinks, you know, we want to get relegated or anything like that, but is that is that what it's like? You're just glad to be in this division? I think from like the club perspective, it's not a case of just making up the numbers, like stuff that won't be so well known. You know, when people think of Morecambe, they'll just think Stockton, not an awful lot known, but off the field, you know, we've really been investing and building up the infrastructure. For example, we had, we, we hired a general manager, Ben Sadler from uh, Harrogate town in the summer. So we headhunted him to bring in and build up that infrastructure off the pitch this will mean nothing to Sheffield Wednesday fans, but we sold 2,600 season tickets this year through a season ticket initiative. Uh, the last 
prior to COVID, we had an average of attendance of 2,200. So relatively speaking, that is a massive jump to where we are. So the club is building up. We headhunted the new head of recruitment from Northampton, uh, Martin Foyle, who previously worked with Stephen Robinson. And and I believe um, over like a three and a half year period have brought in about six million quids worth of transfers, having polished up players that were undesirable and, and selling them on. So we're... The idea, coming back to your question, we're not here just to make the numbers up. We want to stay in League One to become a sustainable League One club. From a personal level, I, I desperately want us to stay up. At the same time, I'm just really enjoying the opportunity to to play against sides and um, like Sheffield Wednesday because it really is a pinch yourself moment. Yeah, of course. but that plucky nature can be worked used to our advantage as well. Yeah, well, obviously it did uh, when in that reverse fixture, which we'll we'll get onto in a in a minute. Um, I mean, you've already mentioned your, uh, your your current manager, but you know your previous manager. It, it looks a bit strange, you know. Morecambe, they've got promoted first time that they've ever got into into League One. Um, you know, Derek Adams was, was the manager then, and then he, he buggers off to go to to Bradford, who were in League Two. I mean, what what was the feeling like towards him when he made that decision? Is there any any sort of animosity towards him, or it's fortunate that we got promoted? I think because I think there was heavy rumours that Bradford were courting him from Christmas. So how he managed to keep so focused on the Morecambe job is cold. Like it's amazing that how professional he was to keep, keep a dressing room. If, if that was to be true and keep very focused on the task He's for me, Derek Adams is a legend. He took us from he, when he came in, he was, we were the, the season prior to getting promoted. He came in, I think it was in November and we were bottom of, of league two. Um, so to then, in 18 months to take us to a playoff win um, and big go to the last season with a chance of automatic promotion is how he didn't get EFL manager of the year. I will never know. So from a personal perspective, I've just got massive respect for Derek Adams. And I also, um, Morecambe is my club and I'm so proud of all the work we're doing at the same stage. If he decides that his future is better served at Bradford city, then that's for him and, and but overall the fans were very um, great gracious and um, for all he'd done to put us in a position to give us League One football Good. So, I mean obviously new manager come in uh, former Ireland international Stephen Robinson um, are you happy with what he's what he's doing so far I know you you, you know, you're just in the um, in the relegation spots at the moment. You know, two points from safety as we as we talk today. But on the whole, are you are you pleased with what he's trying to do? I think it was a really astute um, appointment. It really fit the um, our requirements of what we need for the situation. Um, like I love Derek Adams to bits, but he was so focused on getting us promoted and it felt like he wasn't in it for the long term. Whereas I feel like with Stephen Robinson, he's really interested to engage in building up. He really seems bought into that long-term relationship, long-term partnership with Morecambe. And um, it's not a surprise that we're going on runs of not winning games. That was the reality of where we are as a club, but we need a manager to come in and be dogged. We need a manager that can work with a very limited budget where at times you're getting outbid by League Two, National League side. So we have to be very, very creative in how we do our business. Like I said, um, we've brought in a player um, from the Malaysian Leagues just this last week, gone. So, you know, if we can't 
be competitive here. We just have to think a little bit outside the box. And um, for me, he's, he's getting on with the job. Um, had a huge, huge task given to him, and he was very brave to take it on. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm content. We're still in with a really good shake of staying in the division. And yeah, it just he's made two really astute um, signings in the January window so far. So yeah, I'm I'm very content. Very content. Good stuff. I mean, you, you're talking about your new signings there. Obviously, we'll, we'll come on to them in a, in a second, but we'll talk about some of the players to watch. I mean, one player stands out like an absolute sore thumb uh, in Cole Stockton. <laughs> um, 16 goals in, in 24 games, I do believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely. 17 now. 17, yeah. Uh, an amazing return. Uh, obviously scored what should have been, you know, goal of the season, that goal he scored from the from the halfway line. Uh, I'm guessing there's lots of clubs sniffing around uh, to try and snap up his services. Do you think you'll be able to keep him? Yeah. I, you know what? You just never know, do you? Because you don't know how, you know, we've all watched Sunderland until you, uh, till you, uh, till you die when uh, the Griggs thing happened. You just don't know. Um, there is a price for any player. I think at this late stage, personally, we should make that price untenable for clubs around us. I think that we just need to say, you know, he's got 18 months on his contract, put our, dig our foot in. Um, we're in League One and he's going to give us the best chance of survival. Um, at the same stage, I also respect that through um, level-headed and balanced decision-making, we're in a much more stable place as a club. So we'll just have to see. But I think people might look at his his old record that he hasn't had a big scoring record in his previous um previous um teams and things like that but i i think he's found a new level i think he's he's playing to a new confidence i think he's almost evolved as a new player um he's, he's, he's with our third spell with us so we know him well yeah i just want to come on to that you, you do look at his recording and He's had nothing like what he's what he's done so far so far this season, and um, was that a bit of a shock when when he started scoring the amount of goals that he was scoring? Because it it got to a point at the start of the season where it was literally scoring every game, weren't it? So last season he was, although he wasn't, uh, I think he got thirteen in League Two last year, and he had a real purple patch just at the end in the regular league season. He scored six in eight, um, but Cole needed a few chances to to get a goal last year, but he was still probably Derek Adams' number one um, player on his team sheet because he was so crucial in terms of holding up the ball. So last season, I know Martin hates the idea of XG and all that. We had the highest XG with the lowest um, possession stats in the league. So we had 40% possession. I think we had an XG of like 78 or something mad. And he was crucial to that. So the ball would go up to him. He'd hold back to goal. Players would run off him like Carlos Mendes, Gomez, Jonathan, Sullivan, it's now Accrington, etc. This season, he's just got a flavour for how to hit a ball. Uh, I mean, forty-six percent of his shots on target are going in now. Well, I think we need someone like that because, uh, like, like I said to you before we started recording, twenty-two shots against Plymouth, and only I say only, but we only scored four goals. So, yeah, if we if we can have someone like that, that'll be uh, that'll be greatly appreciated. I mean, and someone else who I've who I've picked out is Greg Lee. Um, according to the numbers, he, he's someone that's been doing doing well this season. He's had three assists. He's got a goal as well. Um, he's one of the summer signings that came from Aberdeen, I think it was. Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, it, 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 what, is, what I've got it down here is players on the left-hand side can play both defence and midfield. Where's he been operating this season? 
as I said before, that we have to think outside the box. So Greg, um, Greg, it was top player. He's playing in the Scottish Premier League, uh, had had a serious injury. I think he'd only played about eight games last year. The only reason we've got him is because of that injury. We He should be playing championship level. Like now he's got into a stride, Touchwood avoided injuries. He's immense. He's really immense. Very athletic, strong in the air, good on the ball. And he's got so many good attributes that he should be playing championship level. So is, is he playing um, as a he's left, actually a left back or is he playing as a yeah, he's playing left back. Yeah. Left back is uh, his role. Um, I don't think he'll be, be available against you because he's, he's be over playing for Jamaica. Uh-huh, so he'll actually, okay. uh, that'll be a big plus to you because he's been a key component um, of our attacks. He's good at crossing as well. So um, just the other day against Wigan, put in a lovely ball, um, which ended up through ricochets on to Cole in the box to finish off. Um, so yeah, he's he's been massive for us this year and he's grown into the season. Yeah, is there any other players that we need to look out for? I'll tell you one to look out for is um, Jonah Younger. He, um, on Saturday, he just caught fire. Like, I, I'm a big Joni fan. And he, he has divided the fans somewhat because he is, he's a young lad. I think he's 24. We signed him for Bristol Rovers and he plays, he, he was playing centre forward for Bristol Rovers. But he's played, we play 4 3 3 generally. And um, he will tend to be on one of the sides, usually the right hand side. Um, he's got a right, he's right footed, but also has a very strong left foot. You'd be, you'd struggle to know which is his stronger foot. And um, he's the type of player for me that we should be signing because he's got all the raw attributes. He's, he's strong, he's quick, he's got a bit of skill. He just needs to apply himself and slowly starting to get that player that I think he he can be. He, for me, his ceiling is is higher than um league one for sure and on saturday he had nine shots on nine shots shots on goal scored a goal and assisted and had an expected goal of 1.7 which is christ just i don't know what he had for breakfast but he was on fire on on the on the, against um wickham so long may that continue he's one to watch i mean yeah you, you've just you know mentioned there you played wickham at the weekend obviously you got a a good win i mean what what's your your form been like of late um a bit up and down. You know what? If you looked at the results, you'd think that Morecambe was still struggling. But um, we were funny how how um, football can be so marginal. Because a, a couple of weeks ago, we were three 0 down to Doncaster after fifty odd minutes at home. Saw that game. So, yeah. and everyone's thinking, you know, we'll keep the faith but you know 3-0 down to Doncaster having already that week lost a crew one of the other relegation rivals and you're thinking where does this go from here but we'd actually played okay the first half but we just everything had gone into our box had gone in in our goal and then the second half we came out like a train and at 3-1 the weirdest thing for Doncaster the most worrying thing from Doncaster was at 3-1 up they seemed to down tools they just did not have an answer we just were relentless so we, we did that, won that game 4-3, then went to go and play Spurs the game after. And we won nil up against Spurs against a strong side for 70-odd minutes against them. Then we drew nil-nil at Wimbledon, um, which was a game we would have lost previously. But we, having signed a couple of players on loan, Trevor Carson in net, 
from Dundee and Jacob Bedell from Burnley on loan. We just seem to be more solid and just have a bit more, yeah, a bit more steel at the back. And then we lost to Wigan 2-1, but we played really well. And that was really gutting because we think we've we've played a side who have got fuller quality. And I didn't think we deserved to lose that night. And then and then Wickham, Wickham had no answer for us. We we simply outfootballed them. So yeah, like although the results perhaps have looked patchy, I think the result the performances since that turnaround at Doncaster at home, and then these couple of signings that have come in, I'm feeling a bit quite optimistic. That's worrying. (laughs) Usually it's the optimism and the hope that kills you though. Of of course it is, of course. (laughs) Now, um, obviously the the reverse fixture, your place ended in a defeat for us. Um, A strange game on on the whole, you know, which, you know, we tended to to dominate. We aren't really creating many clear-cut chances, but obviously an own goal from Dennis Adeniran put an end to our... uh, unbeaten run to the start of the season I mean I'm guessing I mean we you know we were top of the league I think at, at, at the time uh, just come, just beating Rotherham uh, f- something like four or five clean sheets I'll be I'll be, I'll be honest I thought we was going to steamroll you um, you know I thought we was going to win two or three nil but you know that that wasn't the case I mean how, how did that game go from your perspective you know us coming top of the league Sheffield Wednesday not conceded a goal were you a bit worried, or did you have just a sense that you it was going to be your day that day? It was a long time ago, that one, wasn't it? It was quite um, a long time ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, when when we played you early on in that game, um, I thought you knocked it around really well. And um, like Barry Bannon was sensational that day. Some of the deliveries he was putting in, and I think your fullbacks were getting, your wingbacks, sorry, were getting really far forward. And um, it seemed like you're putting some really good deliveries, but there was nothing on the end of them. Mm, yeah. And um, you just never know in Morecambe. Like everyone seemed to write us off already, and I think that's the type of game that we could go and shock, shock you, uh, shock a team. Um, so I wasn't entirely surprised, but at the same stage, it was one of those ones where we've played a lot better, a lot better, and lost. Um, and then we barely had a shot that game. And then there was that weird. I don't even know how it went into this moment. So. I felt like Wednesday played pretty well. I felt like there was almost an element. If you said, well, we'll just roll it over. And I felt like kind of passed on to the players a little bit, but it didn't quite do enough to get it over the line. And um, we beat you. So I don't think you'll make the same mistake again when we play. I think it'll perhaps take us um, as fans and um, perhaps I don't know whether management, I don't think that would pass off to management in professional football, but Perhaps the players, you know, you come to a little stadium like the Mazuma Stadium when you play at um, Hillsborough, perhaps think, yeah, yeah, don't perhaps need to put the same work rate in. And um, as with Morecambe, as with Accrington, they're the type of games that we just have to go and outwork you and just hang in there. So not entirely unexpected, but... It's strange. Um, You know, I think we're we're in a totally different position than, than where we were then, you know. Um, looking back, we were probably in a bit of a false position uh, in, in where we were, the, you know, the top of the league at the time. Um, you know, to, in, in, in a weird way, we're kind of glad that we conceded a goal because, you know, I was getting nervous thinking, ah, you know, you can't keep keeping clean sheets. And I didn't want, the t- didn't want us to kind of focus too much on keeping a clean sheet and, and not actually, you know, go, go about scoring goals. And to be fair, back then we weren't creating many chances now. 
Um, the past two games, we've been creating a lot more chances, but we've conceded eleven goals in four games. So um, that's a bit of a bit of a worry. So it's gone from one one extreme to the other. So I think um, from your perspective, it's going to you know, we're going to be a totally different outfit than what you um, than what you came up against you know earlier on in the season. But you know, with all the scouts and what have you, I'm sure I'm sure your boys have done um, done due diligence and and what have you. Um, I mean. Going on to like the style of play and formation that more can play, how, how would you how would you describe that? So our predominant formation this season has been four three three, and um, we do press, but we tend to like do um, at certain situations. So we're not pressing the whole time. So if you look at like our numbers, we are one of the highest um, PPDAs, like a stat for press intensity but we do have certain triggers so maybe if like a centre-back gets the ball on his wrong foot or something like that then we'll try and pick up on those mistakes we have grabbed a few goals like that so we're a 4-3-3 side where we do have to play a bit out the back um, but I think as the season has gone on we've tried to be a bit more pragmatic so not being so scared to play a ball into the channels into feet so one way to describe us in I think in some ways, weird analogy, but it's almost like watching an American football side that we try and play for yards, to play into feet of like uh, Cole Stockton with back to goal, Jonah Younger back to goal, like clever balls on the ground into feet yeah. and then try and get yards up the, up the pitch and then try and get the ball out wide. Um, but I think it's been an evolution. I think one area that we have struggled with ongoing is the soft core and the centre of our defence. And so as good as our football has been at times, the really frustrating thing is conceding soft goals from corners and set pieces, which undoes all the good work that you've done through a game. So you might be competitive with a game and then a set piece, we lose the game or draw a game. So that seems to touch a lot of wood. I've been a bit better during this run that I just talked to you about. Um, and we like to carry the ball on the break. So I'd imagine against Sheffield Wednesday that you'd have tons of possession and really hog the ball in possession similar to that game at the Mizuma Stadium but we'll get carries out wide Jonah Younger um, Arthur Nahua our, our left wide player and look to get you on the break Good stuff um, I mean obviously going into into the game on, on Saturday is there any any injury concerns or anything like that? I mean in this situation with um, COVID you just never know and I I don't know that we've had that many um, Omicron cases, so touch wood, that's not going to materialise. Um, the only um, sort of obvious missing one I mentioned was Greg Lee getting called up to Jamaica. Yeah. Um, can't think of any others that um, are more ones that haven't been involved. I mean, we've got players coming back. Adam Phillips, our attacking um, midfielder on loan from Burnley, is due back anytime soon. Um, and Courtney Dufus is due back, so hopefully it's the other way around that we're bringing players in rather than. Uh, um, and the other thing is, we might actually have a couple of signings. By I was the time just about to say that, you know, is it any any new signings in this window coming in? It's it, uh, don't know who at the moment we've brought in. Like I said, we've brought in two. Uh, brought in a goalkeeper, Trevor Carson, who's made an immediate impact, and uh, Jacob Badal, who has looked very stylish in the uh, centre back a left centre-back position. Um, we're looking to bring in um, a, another centre-half. And Stephen Robin has mentioned bringing in some pace up front. So we'll see how 
how that goes. But I think it's a real scrap in the January window. It's not an easy one to bring in the right players. Of course. Um, Tom, b- before we uh, before we let you go, um, like I did with Martin, I'm going to have to nail you down to a score prediction. So um, I, I know obviously you've got a game uh, on Saturday uh, bef- before we, we you come to Hillsborough on, on the Tuesday, but how do you think uh, it's going to pan out? I'm such a sit on your back. And to hate predictions, but I'm going to go for a one apiece. Pretty much say one apiece at the time, but um, <laughs> um, no, I think it'll be a, as a game. I think it'll be a good game. I mean, um, a, I mean, a draw that, for yourself is. It would, I'm guessing, you know, like I said again, no disrespect, but I'm guessing that's going to be a good result for you boys. If I say one all, we might just quietly sneak up on you and beat you. So <laughs> well, let's go well, for well, three points. Well, we're looking for revenge anyway, and um, and yeah, we we need to kind of. Yeah, we need to bounce back from that defeat against uh, against Oxford. So we've got Ipswich on Saturday, so it all depends how uh, how that goes. But yeah, we've got a, like I said at the top of the show, a crazy run of games. It starts starts with Ipswich on Saturday, and, and I think yeah, ten games in thirty two days, literally Saturday, Tuesday, all, all the way through. Just on that one, uh, have you got a bit of a fixture pile up coming coming as well? Yeah, we've got a hell of a lot. Absolutely, I can't remember the exact numbers, but um, I've got a. Um, I've got a wedding and then a bit of a honeymoon after. So I'm looking at the fixtures. Like I do these previews. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to crack these up. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts at the moment. But um, just amazing fixtures coming up. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Can't wait for the game at Hillsborough. Great stuff. Well, Tom... um... Like I said, all the best for this weekend. I hope everything goes uh, goes as as well as it should. And um, and yeah, like I said, all the best for the rest of the season. And fingers crossed, uh, fingers crossed, we beat you on Tuesday. But you can win all the other ones. It's uh, it's fine. The feeling is completely mutual. I must say, I really enjoyed the um, the uh, knowledge and banter from you and Martin just listening, and it was great. Really enjoyable. Thank you for the invite. No problem, mate. And I'm sure if we're still in the same division uh, come come next season, you're more than welcome to come back on the on the show. Thanks, mate. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.